Listen, players. <laughs> You're listening to the Movement, Strength and Play podcast by the School of Calisthenics. Here are your hosts, Tim and Jacko. we're going to get all mindful, but in a way that we've not really discussed and uh, a conversation that is a little bit different to your normal meditation mindset, practice <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and narrative, let's say, because we're going to talk about the, the art of mindfulness and meditation and the benefit of preparing ourselves mentally for combat sports, which takes a completely different mindset. But for me, there was a ton of learnings which we can take from the idea of being a warrior, the warrior spirit. We've got Daria Albers on and we're going to talk about, yes, her field of, of working with combat athletes, but what that can mean if we take those principles and apply them into lives that we live where it doesn't involve getting hit or hitting other people. Yeah, I've, um, I've connected a little bit with Daria and um, she's absolutely fascinating i was like you need to come on the podcast because like she she's from a uh, she was a professional kickboxer herself i went steal her sort of intro but like her when you think about basically someone that could absolutely kick your ass but at the same time can make you cry like a baby by taking you through a meditation it's like there are some interesting powers that this uh, that this person has and um, yeah no it's great to hear her um really hit home and get get to the crux of a lot of questions we potentially might have and misconceptions we might have and challenges that or challenge us in a way to think about why we're going to do it or why we don't do it and and what might what might be some of the starting points for us to engage and get the benefits of some mindfulness um practice and she's super honest um which we and yeah and uh I love, I love that's one of the things I love about her um, about her delivery and she's and she's <laughs> she's also no nonsense and you've got to do it otherwise she's going to punch you in the face say no more Jacko let the listeners uh, indulge yeah. in this conversation it's an absolute classic I really enjoyed it um, before you do that just remind you guys if you want any help with your training our periodized plan structured and very exciting and enjoyable evidence based programs are available for your consumption on our website schoolofcalisthenics.com so jump on board I've never heard Why you not? describe it like that Tim I quite I quite <laughs> write that write that down I liked that description of it I was send like yes that, I'll have one of those send that to the marketing <laughs> department um, yeah. so they are available and what we often now think we should be thinking about more is long term gains so if you want to jump on board for an annual it's a massively uh, get we must do an offer value. on the end of do we, we you get it's, yeah, you get two you get, you get two months for the price of no you get 12 months for the price of 10 so take a warrior mindset, get on the front foot, get on the attack mode, take control of your training, and then when you, while you're doing your training, you can learn from what Daria Albers is going to teach you about controlling your, knowing yourself and all things self-improvement around mindset meditation to get on the front foot and go to go to war. Is that what it is? Not really clear what that is. So, it, and if you listen all the way to the end, you'll find out whether she can make Tim cry or not. She wants to, I could tell. <laughs> uh, right, sit back and enjoy us talking to Daria Albers, the warrior spirit on the Movement, Strength and Play podcast. Roll that jingle.
So we're very lucky today to have a fantastic guest on the podcast, someone who the dizzy, dizzy heights, but just the that crazy world of, of, I guess it was during COVID and just how the internet allows us to connect with people all over the world, had the opportunity to uh, connect with Daria and she's been very kind to spare some time for us to shed some light on mindfulness, meditation with the athletes that she works with and we're very lucky to have her on the podcast. So Daria, welcome to... The Movement, Strength and Play podcast. Are you Thank well? Thank you very much, guys, for having me. I appreciate that. Um, so the best way, well, I would, if I was trying to describe you, it would, um, but I, I, I will do it in injustice, but the sort of um, a strong female working, the, the best way you described said something to me recently was like, Working with the some of the some of the professional fighters and kickboxers that you work with, it might be like 125 kilo like monster guys, and by the time they finish their sort of meditation or mindfulness session with it, they're they're crying like babies. So I'd love to find out what those two things what those things about. But I think that says quite a bit um, about you. But just give a bit of a background to um, some of the listeners that may not have come across you um, and, and some of the work that that you're currently doing, and and then in terms of just your own career as a fighter, like where where that all sort of started for you, and then we'll crack into yeah, it. Thank you. So yeah, I was a professional fighter. I was a professional kickboxer. And uh, I was fighting for quite a long time. I started with 16 and I'm uh, now 38. So I stopped, I think, when I was 32. So it was, uh, yeah, quite a long career I had. And um, during my career, I was physically super strong, but mentally it was a struggle and emotionally. And so I went into the career, right? Studied physical therapy, then um, uh, psychology and then mindfulness, contemplative practices. And I had my own gym, actually two gyms. Uh, now I don't have it anymore because I like to travel now around the world. And um, yeah, mostly my clients are from MMA, boxing and kickboxing, but also judo, karate, all kinds of martial arts. And yeah, I work with guys all over the world and I'm teaching them how to feel better, perform better. Uh, I would say probably you would say I'm a peak performance coach, however you want to call it, right? making their lives better yeah. hopefully and uh, growing them, them as human beings not just as fighters uh yeah that's that's my work teaching them meditation and obviously i'm still a kickboxing coach so i teach them still to punch people in the face <laughs> but always calm and controlled and collected right i always tell them guys if you punch someone face that's fine but do it controlled right do it with a mindful attitude present <laughs> And presumably, and, and 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 in a match, not like in Sainsbury's. Say it again. In a match, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a terrible bar fighter or bare knuckle fighter. Every time when I see it, I'm like, oh my god, this is too hard. <laughs> this is crazy. So yeah, no, no, no. I'm very much into the sports, not so much in, into bare knuckle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No. Um, so I wouldn't. I'm I'm interested initially. The sort of like first question being or just opening that door um of what is it like when you are trying to like or i'm i'm probably fully aware from the type of personality of fighter and athlete and person that you're working with there will be a range of of buy-in at the start where someone's like yes, I like the sound of this. And, you know, for those that have never yet experienced any 
meditation mindfulness mm-hmm. practice or just a little bit of time from all the way to like uh oh, I don't need this or you know someone that's that's and it's probably those people that need it the most right <laughs> but how do you how do you how do you get that buy in or what's the what's the process that you um go through with people to just there'll be some there'll be some people because what I'm thinking is there'll be some people listening to this that are like oh yeah I've got a mindfulness practice already and I use this app or I do this I'm really interested to see like what I could learn about this and there'll be other people that are about to go oh no I won't listen to this one um mindfulness isn't for me um how do we how do we get those people on board and what are the benefits you know look when you when we talk about like us functioning as human beings in life right everything starts in the mind or in the head right every movement every thought every emotion every motivation everything we do right physically mentally everything starts in the mind and when we are let's say not mindful not present right when we are because what what means really mindfulness right paying attention on purpose to the present moment non-judgmentally that's how we because one of the i think best description for mindfulness right so being paying attention to the present moment if you're not paying attention to the present moment which life unfolds in the now in the present moment you lose on you miss out on life right that is something which I teach again and again and again, and I think my fighters or the military guys I work with, they can't even hear that anymore, right? But that's it, right? If you're not present, if you're not aware, you lose on life, right? When the mental noise, when we, let's say, we in our life, right, we're constantly mental time traveling. In the past, in the future, we have our past programs with our future worries, and we travel all the time in our mind, Right? That means not being present, right? That's the mental noise, the distractions, the interferences in our mind mm. taking us away from fulfilling our potential in the present moment. So now, it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete or you are, I don't know, in, in your business or you're talking to your loved ones, right? When you're not present, you miss opportunities. And not just opportunities, also the quality of life. Yeah? Mm. And that that is why I am such a strong (laughs) yeah i just just like i love that concept i and i'm obsessed about that bringing awareness consciousness and presence to people's lives right obviously all the other stuff i do also as a psychologist but but that is the base that's the foundation of our life and that that is what we all have to understand and always we need to come back because life is just as you guys know we all know right it's a constant destruction right (laughs) so yeah I think there's a really interesting sort of, uh, I don't know if paradox is the right word, probably not, I might be, I might be misquoting that, but this idea that like, so I'm going to give you an example and it will be the same for a lot of people who are engaged in, in, in fitness, training, competition, sport, whatever it might be. So I love to snowboard and one of the reasons I love snowboarding is the mountains and the environment and I love everything about it. I love the mm-hmm. equipment and the speed and the sound and the smells and like it's my like go-to place. The other thing I love about it is you can't focus on anything else while you're snowboarding hard. I have to be in the present moment. And it is so, so free. And because where we are in our day-to-day lives, so surrounded by constant distractions and noise and stress, all of that goes away on my snowboard for those yeah. for those minutes on the runs and, and whatever else. And it's the same when people are involved in any kind of flow state, right? That's where we're kind of trying to get to. Yeah. So the interesting yeah. bit, I think, is where I think people have got an edge over, over my mental preparation and ability is I struggle to find that in day-to-day life. I can't mm. switch it off. Mm. But even when you know how freeing and liberating it is when you go and find something you, where you can 
feel that that's like mm. the perfect holiday for me because I can lie on a beach and still worry about all the things I've got going on in my business. Whereas if I'm doing something active, I can't. What's yeah. the, the starting point? And I, and I probably, I know the answer because it's something that people told me for, for time and time again that I just don't have the discipline to do. But if you've got any tips for people like me, I've got, I've got a busy mind and mm. I struggle to quieten it down. Yeah. Where do I begin? You know, the thing is, everything is a mental skill, right? Everything we learn, like focus, concentration, awareness, presence, right? Those are mental skills, similar to physical skills. I always tell the guys, you want a bigger biceps? You get a good trainer and you have a good program and you have a smart program. You eat right, you will get a good biceps, right? It's no way. 21, right? <laughs> Magic. <laughs> right? And it's similar to the to the physical uh, to the mental skills, right? It's similar to the physical skills. You need to train it, and you need to train every day. So the question is now: How much would you train, right? And nobody will sit down for for an hour. But rarely, I have a client who says, "Oh, great, Daria, let's sit down for a meditation or some breathing exercises for half an hour or an hour." But you can do five minutes here, 10 minutes here, five minutes here, right? That's now on your motivation, right? How much you really want to change? How much do you really dedicate yourself? Because everybody can dedicate like five, 10, 15 minutes, right? And it all starts with super simple exercises, how to keep your attention on a object in a meditation, right? How you redirect your attention and keep your focus and concentration. Those are, let's say, meditation exercises, right? You can do and I, I don't let anybody at the beginning when they start working with me sitting more than 15 minutes because it's just it's almost unsustainable for us which is scary right that it stresses us so much to sit 15 minutes I mean yeah, take your yeah, phone yeah. how many times do you scroll your Instagram 15 minutes gone like this right but then you can't sit down and this is because the lack of belief how much we can change how much our, our brain and nervous system can change by little practice, right? That's neuroplasticity, right? The plasticity of our nervous system. And so the question is not so much what do you do, because you can do breathing, you can do mindfulness, you can do other meditation exercises, concentration exercises, simple things. It's not nothing complex. But the question is like, okay, how much really do you dedicate and believe in that that you can change? And that's that is the real root of or, or, or the problem let's say in when it comes to mental performance work right the, the belief like so me as a coach for example i need to find your triggers like what is it right what what do you where, where does it sit in you so, yeah, yeah. It comes down to a conversation on discipline, right? So it's it's like I can be super disciplined with my nutrition and my training yeah. and consistent mm. in those areas, but I, I lack discipline in the in the mental preparation. Uh, and it's it's necessary. Like I guess a conversation for a lot of people is different. I've seen I've been in the strength and conditioning industry and seen the rise of combat sports comes to, to the forefront, and obviously they've been around for centuries. But the UFC did a massive job, right, in terms of popularizing and and adding. Uh, a commercial element to to, to combat sports. Yeah. So within that, I've always looked at people who, and, and, and strength and conditioning within combat sports grew really, really quickly. And I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense because if you're going to go into a cage or a ring, whatever it is, if someone's going to try and hit you in the face, then 
it's worth spending a little bit of money to make sure that you don't get hit that hard or that often, yeah. right? Yeah. I love that Mike Tyson quote. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> like, it's so true. <laughs> but that's, you know, when I go to conferences and I speak uh, along other psychologists, and I think, Jacob, we talked about that, when they're from, from golf or from basketball, it's, 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 it's a different area I'm in. Mm. And I'm always telling them, I'm like, this is great. Mm. You can make them meditate and focus and concentrate a lot. Still a little bit different when the cage is closing, the situation, right? When you you and a different human being who's 100% ready and prepared, closed in the cage, and now you look into their eyes, right? There's so much different stress level. And, you know... I just cannot yeah. imagine. <laughs> like, someone would think, like, playing a contact sport like rugby would be like, oh, and then I'm sure there'd be plenty of rugby guys that would happily go in, in the cage. Like, I could literally... I cannot even imagine what it is like to go <laughs> properly toe-to-toe with someone like that. I mean, I've been punched a few times on the rugby field, but, like, that's just, like, a cheap shot. So, like, it's not just you versus someone else. Like, I can't even imagine what, that, how, what is going on. Look how it is, right? Talking about the warrior spirit and uh, coming back to what, what you guys also said about, like, that it's martial arts now is commercialized, right? But what is martial arts, right? It's an art, right? It's philosophy. Mm. Martial arts, all of the martial arts have a very similar philosophy at their root, at their base, right? They execute it in a different way. But at the roots, right? A warrior, what was the biggest strength of a warrior? Sure, skills. If you can't use your swords, you better don't go out there, right? I'm gonna be, that's it, right? But of course, your physical skills, right? Your technical skills. But then mental stability, right? Mental control. Right? awareness, presence, controlling your inner states. Without that, we lost in this world. We completely, right? We always, mm. look, we, we still, and I think this is also part of my work is to teach people also that the, our culture has a <laughs> wrong way, right? We want to control our whole external world towards feeling good internally, right? This is what we all do, right? We want to look good. We want to do this. All the stuff we get, the cars, the clothes, the, our careers, right? Even sometimes the partners we choose, right? Is because it has to do with controlling the external world. So I feel good, right? I feel safe because I have the money. I feel seen because I have the car, right? Let's, let's keep it simple, right? There are obviously levels to that, but to keep it simple now, right? So we, we are born here in this culture and we taught from the beginning you want to control your inner state, control your outer world. I think we all agree to this. It's impossible, mm. right? And so it all comes down to control your inner state, right? To raise your energy. And we have those practices, Jacko, breathing, right? Look at this. How much you can raise mm. your energy with breathing? How much your awareness, yeah. your presence, right? You, you need to learn to regulate your nervous system. You need to learn to keep your prefrontal cortex, your forebrain, your rational brain active, right? Those are mental skills, and lots of my teaching, actually, especially when I when I meet the fighters, right? They're all about the physical aspect. But then when I teach them, I'm like, look, you can't control the fight. You you can just control it to a certain level, but you can completely control your inner state, right? This is something that's mm. on you, and the responsibility is on us now as a team, not just the fighter, right? Yeah, also as yeah. a coach, and and that is something also what we all have to understand. That's warrior spirit, really, right? It's it's this inner control. Yeah. The thing that I love about that, Daria, is that it strikes yeah. me the irony is that you can't control the fight, 
But if you can control yourself, you can control the fight, right? Because if you are, if you are present in yourself, I mean, I've, I've, I've observed and watched combat sports for, for a long time. When, when people lose their heads, like that's when they lose the fight, right? So yeah. it is all about poise and presence and control internally yeah. to, to then not let whatever, all the chaos that is going on around yeah. you. Yeah. It's that quote, who is that quote by about like, can you keep your head when everyone else is losing theirs? I forget who it is. I want to say Rudyard Kipling, but I don't know if it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, it's, it's a great, a great analogy. And I think, you know, like it's sometimes if, if sometimes I think we need, some, we need, we need something to attach these kind of concepts to for, for someone like myself, who's not particularly disciplined in this area. It's like, but I can relate to that warrior spirit. So can mm. I embody that, that attitude and say, well, I'm going to take a yeah. warrior mm. spirit att- attitude. Cause I do that in everything else, my business and, and family life and my relationship, mm. with my wife and everything. But can I do that for myself internally it's a really interesting kind of just a concept which might give people and myself that hook to kind of go it's buying right at the end of the day that's what we're looking for and, and a commitment yeah. to practice mm-hmm. i want to pick up on uh, if you if tim you're happy to be the uh you know you you, you came forward as the exemplar well i haven't um, cried for, for where... many years so if Darius going to want if he wants a challenge so, let's okay, see do that <laughs> yeah there's because there's like a couple of things that i think of and there'll be people that have there'll be a lot of people listening that are similar um, and there's a there's one thing from um, the Dalai Lama that says like every morning he like meditates for an hour and if he has a particularly busy day with a lot on he meditates for two <laughs> hours and it's like I love that um, that analogy, I love that just concept or idea and the idea of that of going like what when you're busy you just sit there for two hours like how agitated we'd be when it's like I know I've got a lot on like to to do that would just be super challenging and. Um, the thing that I found, your answer to Tim's question, it reminded me of we get similar things. If we're teaching someone, we go to a workshop, we're talking about they want to do their frog to handstand or their muscle up. And, and Tim's great for doing this, where someone will be like, what's that thing that I need to do? What's the, what's the thing I need to do? And Tim will be like, you're not, just not strong enough. Like, you need to get stronger. There's like, there is no magic exercise that you need to necessarily do. Right. And your answer reminded me of that. It was like, there's loads of different mindfulness needs to do. Like, you need to decide whether you think you can do it or not. Like, that's the sort of starting point. And, um, you know, Tim, you sort of said, and people like, like we, we do this with loads of stuff in our lives, don't we? Go like, I am X or I yeah. am Y. Like, I have a racing mind rather than like, I don't know what the freight, but it's like, I currently have a race in mind, but I'm going to change it. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's, it's what we, what we say over ourselves can sometimes keep us in that place of like, um, like I've done it before with flexibility. Oh, I'm really unflexible because I played rugby and I'm like just putting myself in this like box of tightness look, that, that, uh, that isn't going to release. Yeah. And it's the best example of what you just said. It's beautiful because look at it. What, what do you do when you do that? Is that, the current you speaking or is it the past you speaking? It's a past you speaking, mm. right? We are yeah. programs. Our brain now, right now, when we sit here, our brain is a representation of our past experiences, right? In that moment. So, so you're speaking here as you from the past. And if yeah. you do not start changing little things exactly right now, right? Now, not tomorrow, not in five minutes, like now. Sit your ass down and start doing your exercises, right? That, that, that is where you have to do it, right? Because otherwise, it will be always your past programmed self, your past conditioned, and as we know, 
our past program self, our subconscious mind is a little bit a terrorist, right? <laughs> fucker, right? Constantly talking shit, right? That's just how it is. We have a negativity bias. Our brain is just built like that, like, and some less, some more, obviously, but it's like constantly nagging, constantly telling us you can't do this, you shouldn't do that, it's not worthy, like, just stop to stop, stop tomorrow, and so on. Yeah. That's the mental noise, right? That's what the understanding is like. Then sometimes, even when you when you get present for one minute, I tell my guys like even one minute a day, great, much better than nothing, right? And then you make it two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, and then after a while, you will sit in your fifteen minutes meditation in the morning, and you'll be like, oh wow, actually I I feel content. I feel like in the now, and that's how change occurs, right? It's work, right? It's mm. our mind is a terrorist. You guys know we know that, right? If I don't do my ex, I do that for, since twelve years. I'm um, I'm doing meditation and all kinds of exercises, right? Sometimes people think actually I'm a little bit weird because I'm doing like little shaking exercises, walking around, talking stuff on my balcony. <laughs> Doesn't matter, right? I do my exercises, but if I stop doing that, and that's look how how deeply conditioned we are, and the culture is how it primes us to always uh, let's say towards a negative i stop it for two three weeks and my past programming immediately comes back it's a constant yeah. work and even my mom sometimes she tells me like she talks to me and she's like when was the last time you did your meditation <laughs> oh, okay okay a little reactive here a little and and immediately like then i start my exercises or my little meditations and i do them four or five days little things all good it's about a constant reminding you to be on track, right? Because you know how it is, right? The mm. brain is tricky, it wants to go off yeah. path, it wants to just be and not spend too much energy on working, right? The brain is lazy. Yeah. I think yeah, I think I think that the for a lot of people that'll be listening to this that are into training, uh, like learning skills, like practicing things, like getting stronger, can appreciate that scenario of going like, well, it's like anything you got to do it yeah. like i can I, if i like the idea of doing pull-ups but never do any i ain't gonna get any stronger at them yeah. um i've and and seeing it as a seeing it's not this thing i'm stuck in seeing it as a skill and their skill then requires me to actually like practice it and it then that requires a little bit of time um it's whether we i still think i agree this obviously um i, I, I think that you're right but it's like the the thing that then comes back down to in terms of am I actually going to do it or mm. not comes down to whether I think it's a worthwhile investment of my mm. time. Do I think other stuff is more valuable? Therefore, I'm not going to invest my one minute in my mindfulness or my three minutes. The challenge, I think, for all of us, for all of us, is going, you waste easily that five minutes on your phone or on TV or on on something, yeah. we all yeah. do. Um, we waste it on something, and so I think that's that's the sort of challenge that I am saying to myself. People can join us in on that. I, my other question um, is like we're talking there about quite a bit of going like you know those that aren't yet engaged. You must have guys um, like for example, I've done some. Um, breathing sessions with like a, a whole rugby team and you've got the whole spectrum of 
different types of people, yeah. different personalities and everything. And you've got some people that like are really excited, like, yeah, I want to do it because I've practiced some on my own. And then you've got then you've got other guys that are just yeah. like, not for me, sunshine. Yeah, because coach said I had I'm to be here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like coach said I had to be here. I mean, ideally, um, so I forgot to go to the you later. But do you know what I mean? Like, it's like there's people that are coming at it from a whole host of things. It's very different working with a team mm. in this type of scenario than it is working with an individual. An individual comes to you and goes, I want to work with you. And it's like, okay, yeah. the, obviously you've got the binary. Like when you're working with, say, like a, na- you know, you're working with some national kickboxing teams and when you're working with a with a group and you've got some of those, you've got a, a series of people that are, they don't want to do it. Like day one, they don't want to do it, but the coach is saying, well, you've got to do this session because we think it's important. Where does, how, what does that, what goes through that process? I think it's a very individual process. It depends on who you are as a coach also. And I think one of my strengths is that I am very authentic and I show a lot of my true self to the guys. And I speak a lot about the issues I have, right? I explain from the beginning what my journey is, what I have an issue is. And I think sometimes also this is bullshit. I don't want to do it when I have a very, very emotional day. If I sit down to the meditation, I feel like this is just fucking crap, right? Just want to go out and punch someone. And then sometimes I do. I spar with the boys. <laughs> it's all good. But but I think like it's the constant, open, authentic communication, right? And then, then as a group, you have to, to form the group also, right? To bring the group together. Because one thing is, if they train together and they do all the physical skills or they're on the field together and they, or they sit together and they probably should talk, they think they should talk about their inner, <laughs> inner fears, right? Or about the emotions. It's, it's a growth process, right? I, usually I'm getting them there. I usually start with like, like I talk a lot about my issues, right? My fears, very authentic. And I think what is also my strength is the feminine energy. I'm in a male dominated sport and, uh, I, just, I have just a lot of feminine energy and I love and I, I yeah, I, sometimes I have some motherly energy probably. That's what they say at least. And and that <laughs> that energy goes through a little bit different also. It's, it's definitely uh, one of the strengths. And once you form the group and the trust and uh, yeah, then usually it's okay. They, we sit down and I, I laugh a lot also, you know, the playful aspect actually. That's another really important aspect i think when you when you bring groups especially male dominated uh in sports uh, male dominated sports when you bring them just just keep it playful right and with everything we do in life actually we're so serious i'm sometimes so serious i'm like what the heck i'm teaching playfulness to people and i get so 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 serious sometimes and then as you guys know right everything gets rigid and hard when you when you get serious so uh, yeah that's another thing we laugh a lot we laugh about each other <laughs> about ourselves <laughs> and yeah after a while it's usually okay so i, I wonder Daria, if we've got this idea of um you mentioned it right back at the beginning of the conversation about this this warrior spirit so that could be stepping into the ring for a fight okay for, for, for people that aren't in com- combat sports and listen to this that could be stepping into an interview or going in to ask for a pay rise <laughs> or whatever the challenge a, a difficult conversation with their families or spouse or whatever just uh, i'm wondering if you've got any sort of helpful tips for people where they can strategies that they can use to prepare themselves for big conversations like that and I want you to, uh, my, my suspicion is that 
the more work that we've done before in terms of the things we've been talking about up until now prepares you much better for those yeah. moments. And my point of kind of raising that is like, in life, like we know these storms are going to come, right? We are going to be faced with difficulties. So again, I'm just looking for hooks for, for myself. And this is these podcasts are often very like <laughs> it's like therapy for me and Jacko. Um, I'm looking, thinking if you can make Tim cry, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, as well. no, my wife's like she would probably appreciate <laughs> that. Heart meditation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there. We'll talk. We'll pick up offline. I don't want to do it now. I'm being recorded. Um, so, but I'm just thinking like if I know that I'm going to go into a storm, I know I'm going to have these difficult things, or I know there's going to be something in life that I want to go out there and get, and it's going to take a little bit of sort of like some bravery, courage to go and get it. Mm. Like, what's that process like? Are there things people can do right in that moment? And then I guess also, how do we build up to that in terms of making ourselves prepared for such events? So there's basically three steps. So first is always, always, everything starts with awareness and present, acknowledging what is here, right? So usually you should do you want to do that before you step into the interview or the ring right so you learn about like really acknowledging investigating your patterns of uh, reactivity how do you react right you have to know because without paying attention really and knowing how you react in your thoughts emotions and body sensations to a stressful event i i'm not a witch i mean I, I told Jekyll sometimes they say that, but I'm <laughs> 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 not that evolved yet. So, right. So without having an awareness about your patterns, really hard to do something, but that's quite pretty easy to get once you have a, a good coach who guides you through this. So first step, right. Acknowledging awareness. So, so this is, step, this is self-awareness, knowledge of self basically. And know that, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Know myself. Yeah, exactly. And really, and then into the detail, right. Because, so know that yourself means, or know thyself means your thoughts, your emotions, your body sensations, right? Because a lot of people think about the thoughts, but it's also your emotions, your feelings, your patterns of reactivity, mm. right? In your body, your nervous system reaction. One gets a tight throat, right? One gets sweaty hands. When it's just shaking, right? Or everything comes at once. That's usually the worst, right? We all know that. <laughs> that's it. You're out of it. And um, actually in school, when I was in school as a kid, I couldn't speak in front of, of the other kids. I lost my voice, literally, physically, not like I, I, I lost my voice. I had to go to logotherapy for years because I was so wow. scared and speaking in front of people. And now I'm just training those monsters in MMA and telling them, now, here, this, that, that. And I, right? <laughs> so speaking about you can learn everything. So, yeah, but that, that's the first step. Then the second step is always about self-regulation, nervous system regulation, right? We have Jekyll here. Breathing, right? You can you learn to regulate. Usually when you're in stress, right? And you're in sympathetic dominance, fight, flight, freeze, right? Once you know your patterns already, if it's fight, flight, freeze, for example, right? What is your pattern, how you react? You can use breathing techniques, inhale, emphasize, exhale, emphasize, box breathing, breath holes. I mean, Jekyll is the expert on that, right? You can just work, you can work with conscious breathing or awareness of breath. But let's say the topic of breathing is huge when it comes to nervous system regulation, right? You can learn to regulate your emotions, which is a little bit longer process. You wouldn't do that on the go, but there are techniques to doing that. And then definitely one really, really, this like one of the most important tools I think to learn is the right way to visualize. Visualization is 
the most underrated skill of our brain. Like we just don't use it enough. It's so powerful. You can visualize, I mean, as many things, how you can use your brain, as many visualization types there are, really. You can, you can do skill visualization, right? Really just a skill, technique, tactic visualization, strategy, right? How to play. You can, you can learn to foresee failure, right? Very, very important to overcome a stressful situation. You need to visualize how you fail, how things don't go your way, and then how you maneuver out of it, right? That's where visualization actually plays, plays a major role in sports or, or in, in situations where you perform on a peak and under pressure, right? And that's, sorry, but it's always like, it's a long... Yeah, keep going, keep going, it's good. Right, so, so this is the three steps I usually walk along also. Like, so step one, awareness to know your patterns, know yourself. Step two, regulate your nervous system, and with that, regulate your emotions. And then step two, use a real structured plan, uh, how to set your goals, what is the goal really, what is the outcome, very detailed, and then visualize, right? Use the right way of visualization to visualize your future self in all kinds. You're bulletproof. When, when, when I sent a fighter on a top level into the fight, we visualized everything. Everything what is possible, him knocking out, he, him getting knocked out, getting dropped, uh, standing knockout, uh, winning the whole fight. Like we, we visualize everything, right? Obviously very structured because <laughs> when you do everything at once, you might be a little bit confused <laughs> in the brain, but right, it's a, it's a longer process. But yeah, that's, it's a super valuable skill, which pe people definitely underrate often. There's an interesting thing within that, I think, in terms of um, the, the, the visualization. I completely agree with you. I've, I've, I've heard that, obviously, in, in the sports performance world, um, through to business and sort of actually uh, helping yourself to visualize where you want to be. Where, what do you do when you've got whatever it is that you're working towards? What does that feel like and sound like and all that kind yeah. of stuff? I guess the interesting one is like when you were in, in the situation that, that you're talking about, where it is uh, making sure that we don't manifest or catastrophize what might happen. So that, that mm -hmm. idea of like, we've had, I've had it before when I've been in stressful situations and my mind goes to a place of like all the things that might happen that have not happened yet, but I'm catastrophizing <laughs> my mind that might happen. And that actually then feeds that anxiety and stress. Yeah. So what if I get hit in the face in the first 10 seconds and I get knocked yeah. out? Like, yeah. Uh, but that the the skill of that I think is is that well I don't know you can tell us how do we how do we pull away from that negative downward spiral of catastrophizing to keep it in a in, in, and turn that into a positive uh, experience where we are visualizing a negative event but emerging from it positively does that make sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So before like there there's a skill which is extremely crucial to it and that's attention and focus right you need to learn before it because our brain automatically will a lot of times go to the negative, right? We, we like catastrophe. Because when we were cavemen, you walked out there, there was something happening, you better thought like this, right? Be in fight, be ready, because otherwise you're quickly killed, right? And no tribe needs a killed tribe member, right? <laughs> so we, our brain learned to pay attention a lot to like staying alive. And so we have this, this so-called negativity bias, right? We first, In the first moment, something happens our first reaction is like oh what's up here right we go into into fight right so catastrophizing is actually just part of it so you want to stop it but what you can do and that's a key component for men for being like really mentally strong is redirecting attention and focus right and that's something you have to learn you have to sit down actually on your ass 
and learn it in meditation or with breathing exercises, right? Where you really, or object, there are many different uh, short meditations you can do to learn that, right? Because let's say you have the skill kind, kind of a little bit trained already where you learn to redirect your attention. Let's say you learned in your meditation to sit there and all kinds of negative thoughts are coming up, but you learned to sit, be there in awareness, to distance yourself and to observe, right? To, to see what's going on and then to redirect your attention, let's say, on your breath. To, or to redirect your attention on your body, right? That's that's the skill. That's attention training, right? That's focus training. Redirect again. Hmm. And when you sit and do your exercises, sometimes, sometimes, even I have to do it a hundred times in fifteen minutes. I'm like, what the heck, right? It's like, and again, and again, and again. But that's the training. So, and there will be a moment, like in every training, where you can actually, oh, it was actually three minutes of, I could keep my concentration. I could keep my focus where I wanted it to have. So now when you go into a situation which is very scary for you or very stressful, that skill is crucial, right? Let, because you can't stop it. Some, some things would trigger always. Some, some people will trigger something, some situations. Now you learn to redirect your attention, right? It's like basically your spotlight goes away from the shit into something a little bit more productive. Let's say breathing. Let's say you anchor yourself deeply in your body. Or you have a different person there around and you engage in a talk. Or some people listen to music, right? That, that is a superpower. Let's say you have, you have an interaction with someone or something happened to you in your life which is negative and really, really stressful, but you can't change it, right? You can't run away. You can't change it. What is the only thing you can do? Redirect your attention on something which is more valuable, let's say, more, more productive right now, right? That is the superpower. Away from what stresses you towards something. Because if we don't train that skill, we constantly, towards the, the one thing that really scares us, right? We get into tunnel vision, right? We get like our whole nervous system, right? We're in, in foveal vision, right? In central vision, that's why we look like this, right? We're in sympathetic nervous system, all crazy, right? That, that's how the brain and nervous system is, is taught by nature to do that. So we need to, to learn to redirect that attention. And that, again, that's a superpower. Nice. I've got yeah. one other question, yeah. Jackie. I, I feel like I'm asking a lot of questions today. Do you want to ask a question? No, no. No, no, no. You go for it. Um, just one other thing. I guess this is kind of a part B of that previous question. Say you've had a fighter who's gone and had a catastrophe. Mm. Got knocked out big time, like gone, gone, just gone. Everything went badly. What's that process like of rebuilding or reflecting around to get back into a place where you then come back with a real sense of belief that you can go and do that again and going to get a different outcome? So the first, and that's, I think a lot of coaches know that, but so the first is the super crucial is the first moment. When that fighter is getting out of the ring, out of the cage, into the locker room, when his world is crushed, nothing, zero negative. Like, whatever you have to do as a coach, if you have to dance, which that's actually funny because I dance a lot in the locker room, <laughs> and there are a lot of videos on YouTube on like, <laughs> us dancing with the fighter because he was just, it was before the fight, actually, right? But what, whatever you have to do as a coach to, to bring him into a calmer nervous system, right? In, because you want, you want immediately to break the pattern, right? 
So you want to calm the nervous system. You want to, to because so after you get knocked out, right? Your subconscious mind, you you know, completely conscious usually, right? So it's your subconscious mind taking in everything. So whatever you want to, you have to do, give the subconscious mind whatever you make up positive, right? It's all about that to stabilizing them after that loss. And sometimes the problem is with coaches and fighters because when when my fighter gets knocked out, I take it on me, obviously, right? And if your ego as a coach, if you don't keep your ego in charge, you might, when you have a weak ego, blame the fighter. If you want to kill someone's psyche, the mental part, just do that. Put your ego issues on on them and tell them all you've done this and this and this wrong. And that's the same with kids, right? When we work with kids, you have to be like, oh, you have to be so, so... neutral if you can't be extremely positive just be neutral but for god's sake don't put your shit on other people right so so that is the first process and i, I coach a lot of coaches and I, I teach them that you need to keep your ego in check and then further the process then it's like usually like a week or even two weeks later we we just uh, reflect right but everything is neutral we don't even go really deeply into the details fighters want to talk right they want to find reasons why 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 that happened and everything but just just it's basically it's nervous system first nervous system work like balancing the nervous system because there's as jacko knows nervous system reactions a lot of subconscious mind stuff coming up right when we so you want to bring them in as much as you can in parasympathetic nervous system activation right into relaxation into calm right and then one thing what what maybe a few coaches wouldn't agree with fucking unconditional love i give them so much love even when they did a mistake right after the fight i give them so much unconditional love because i treat them like my kids right and yeah if you might be he didn't listen yeah still like it's still a fight right <laughs> he didn't do it on purpose he wanted to win right because love will heal everything and unconditional love doesn't mean that I will tell him he is great or he did everything great. No. But to, to let that person, that kid, especially when they're younger, know that everything is all right. You're all right. And then after step three, we can start working, right? We can be like, okay, let's video, video analyze. Like, for example, I don't want them to watch the fight a week after, after the fight, right? I just the later, two, three weeks later, let's analyze, let's... It's now with a calm nervous system, with a heart full of love, right, which we all struggle with. Let's sit down and analyze. And then it's just about the facts, right? I always tell them, like, put the emotions to the side. Just let's see what was what was wrong, what was good, right? What, what can we can we improve? Amazing. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting because, like, <laughs> when you play a sport where it's weekly. We would we would play Saturday, potentially drown your sorrow Saturday night, Sunday recovery session, Monday come in, and if you've played badly, get hosed whilst watching the video analysis by the coach. <laughs> that was shit. That was crap. And you're like, you haven't had the and and there's all that emotion still exactly. in it because you haven't got the luxury of going right, like actually downregulate, actually get to a point where your nervous system is calm enough so that your emotions can be calm enough, then you can analyze it without all of that like emotional baggage surrounding the event. When you're, you know, when you have to do that analysis two days later, that's, that 
in my experience, was definitely like a, a big, big challenge. But that's the thing, but, um, Jack, also. That's why we have to educate the coaches. That's why I'm so dedicated to educate coaches because a lot of coaches don't know that. They don't think, hmm. right? It's the only way they know. Just I was taught like this. After the fight in the locker room, I lost the fight. My, my coach told me already 20 things why I'm shit. Hmm. Right? <laughs> and then maybe I lost yeah. another one, right? <laughs> and then that's the downward spiral. That's when you lose people, right? And it's not just like you lose a fighter or a talent. You have, nobody cares about that, really. You lose a person, yeah. right? You... Yeah. I think the same, the same though, there's the sim same trap, but a different scenario of like when we win and it's just like, woo, woo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's like, there's zero actual sort of like um, analysis potentially of, of, of in that calm state we're just in a we, yeah. we feel we feel good so that's great but it doesn't actually help us from not losing the following yeah. week or in the following event because we haven't analyzed um with a calm mind yeah. without the emotion but it's just all the positive emotion then it's we're watching it through but that's where we get rose things which doesn't seem as bad but you're still not moving forward that's where you find those athletes that are super effective though isn't it those that can give them the they can celebrate their success that they know to bookend a block of work if it's gone well to go i did i smashed it i'm going to enjoy it i'm going to revel it i'm going to feel it but then the next week to come back and go what didn't i do what can i do better mm. and yeah. rather than just go oh, i won one so i'm going to win the next one or or whatever it might be i've seen that so many times and, and those athletes as a coach that come to you and go what else can I do? You're like, yes, let's go. Like, there's always more that we can do. We can always yeah. improve something. So that, yeah. I think that mindset of getting into, into the world and our lives is important as well. Like, okay, I had a success, but Jack and I have talked about this before and, and from a business perspective of we, we can be so quick to move on to the next thing. Even though we've achieved something yeah. really successful, we never really kind of like celebrate it or give ourselves yeah. the praise for it. We're always like next, next, next. But well, that's yeah. not healthy, right? We've got to we've got to recognise those victories that we get, and then also understand that it is a progression to to what can the, we improve. The key, actually, right, and it's again warrior spirit is the neutral mindset. We do not cultivate in our lives enough and pay attention enough to a neutral mindset because yeah. we that's a very very known Buddhist concept, right? We attach. Immediately, we cling to everything. We hold on to everything that is pleasurable, right? What is amazing. We have aversion. We want to push away as much as we can everything we don't like. Or we react with indifference, right? When, when we don't like something, when something's like... Those are things like attachment, aversion, and indifference, right? Those are the three things. So we're always like pushing, pulling, like... But the neutral mindset, right? The neutral, when... when because neutral mindset, what does it mean also? It's also neutral nervous system, right? Sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system is flexible, right? You need the sympathetic, you go off, right? <laughs> you want to go off, activate, okay. You, need, you want to rest, you rest, right? So everything in balance, that's the neutral mindset, right? With a nervous system that is flexible and elastic. With a cognitive system that's fle flexible and elastic, can go from narrow to wide, right? That's when we are the best. That's when we analyze the best. That's, that's when we are the most present, right? When we in this neutral, true mindset. And I think this is something also about our culture. We don't want, we don't like to be neutral because it's like, huh, right? Huh. It's yeah. just like, uh, how are you? Uh, nothing. I'm just, I'm, I'm just being, right? And people ask you, oh, so it's not good. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, 
I'm, actually, I'm okay. I'm just good. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is something to cultivate, and I, not just in athletes, right? And in, in all of us, that's that's also we don't pay enough attention to that. Yeah, that's been absolute yeah. gold in there, Dari. I love that. Thank you. So yeah. cool. I um, it was almost one. We had a couple of other like questions, um, but almost wanted to when you fit when you when you hit that um, uh, we said like about give them unconditional love because actually like them as a person as opposed to like what happened in the fight is 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 what is is what important it was almost like that was going to be a lovely place to finish Mark, up. that if, clip if jacket people, don't worry I, um, I, clicked, I've clicked, I've clicked it yeah, I'm going to have that cause that's going to be like the social that. piece there was, <laughs> there was another but there was another clip that was what did you, you said um, don't put your shit on other people I was like that's a clip right for you there that's it <laughs> I like that um but yeah, so um, you know, huge uh, admiration for the work that you do, Daria. Um, if people, you've got your mindful athlete program. Um, if people are like, okay, this is something I want to, um, it's a potential doorway to to open up more ability for myself. Like, just tell us a little bit about that uh, and where people can find you on sort of social media and your website. Yeah, it's, it's actually it's just one Daria Albers on Facebook and on Instagram. I don't know, <laughs> the name combination is Same fun. Thing. I guess that's just one Daria Albers and uh, it's dariaalbers.com and yeah that, everything is written about the map mindful athlete program is actually a program where I put all those tools together all those things we talked about that steps to go really through awareness presence self-regulation and then visualization process everything is put in one program which people can uh, do self-contained but also I teach it one-to-one to people depends who needs and wants uh, something and yeah that's the program to go to. Yeah. Love it. Thanks so awesome. much for coming and sharing some experience and there's some great wisdom in there. I loved it. Thank you very much, yep. guys. I appreciate that. All right. We'll see you soon. Thank you. <laughs> There we have it, Timbo. Um, Derry Albers, an absolute. I've got some. I need to digest that a little bit. I've got some things to. I've got some things to think about. I'm looking forward to when you uh, have a have a call with her, and I want to hear. I want to. I want the. I want the. Uh, I want the behind the scenes. How did it go? Did you cry or not? Uh, sort of feedback. You know so, what? Like, like, that's I... what. That's what all the listeners want to know. Is like you have that call, and <laughs> let's uh, let's 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 have a debrief afterwards. I honestly don't know if anybody can do that you know i think i'm a pretty i <laughs> this is gonna set myself up for failure i'm gonna put this out there that she's that she's worked with harder nosed guys oh, yeah. than me and you well, i don't know but physically maybe but emotionally i'm wound up pretty tight mate it's <laughs> 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 that internal tension that you want to worry about i might okay. not be able to round out anybody in the head but yeah there's some there's some stuff which is buried enough. down pretty deep under a lot of heavy rocks down Going, there going yeah Go and have that. Go and we'll have see. that. That that, that, that session. Uh, the thing, you know, one thing. My one reflection takeaway from this was, you know, like we did this podcast recently about what do we do with the information that we that we mm. gain from speaking to guests. This one is like a real simple one. Like just, just I, I, for me personally, my reflection is just got to get on and do it and be a bit more disciplined with it. Like, and it's it's low hanging fruit. It's five minutes. It's really low hanging fruit. Yeah. So start with well, that. Implement something and go. Yeah, but I think that the thing that made a big difference to me in hearing her say it was the case of going like. It's something you need to practice. It's a skill. Do you actually want to put the time mm. into it? Are you going to actually do that or not? And it, and it comes down and it comes down to that. Um, I've I've found that like trying to improve my breathing has been a very good 
mindfulness practice where I can sit and be still and focus on that. But I'm try I'm doing it in order to improve my breathing rather than as a focus or attention piece. And that's then like taking it or having a new slant on it for me is something I'm going to uh, going to experiment with and looking forward to seeing uh, how that how the body or the how the mind responds. Like it, right, guys? Anything else to tell, Jacko? Should we sign off? Well, we can we can do some reviews and all those types of things. The type uh, yeah, of thing that people do. Well, I don't know. Jack, I'm going to give you a week off from that. I think the most <laughs> important off. thing you have a week off from giving us a five star review. I know you something you do on the on a regular basis, but don't do anything apart from this week. But go and implement something from Darius' conversation. Yeah, that's why. Good do. call. Good good call that. to action. Good call. Next to week we'll get back onto five star reviews. And yeah, put your put your phone down, turn it off, and just try and be still for a little bit. Um, right, until then, we see you next week. Uh, keep exploring your physical potential with movement, strength, and play. Class dismissed. <laughs>